0: with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page go to facebook and search i am turkey hunting and also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird for all of you twitter users out there please follow me on twitter where my handle is @turkeyhitman and i will be sure to follow you back and now for this week's show Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 195, Eddie Salter Seminar from the 2018 NWTF Convention. And I am your host and the guy who now believes that turkey hunting in Alabama should be put on hold for a few years and i'll explain why in just a second but right now we are 239 days 10 hours 23 minutes and 43 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. So you just heard me say that I believe that turkey hunting in Alabama should be put on hold for a little bit, that they should suspend the turkey season, they being the powers that be in the state of Alabama. But I'm just kidding. It's a joke. The reason that I'm joking is because for the first time since the first week in June, I went to my property down south of Birmingham, to do a little fishing and work on my boat Saturday morning and I saw zero turkeys for the first time, zero turkeys. So I think the state should just call the season off. Like I said, just joking around with that. So I went down there Saturday morning to work on my boat and my trolling motor basically burned up. It got water inside the lower motor housing unit and rusted out a bunch of connections in there and it just, it was cheaper for me just to buy a new lower motor housing unit and put that on the trolling motor. So I got all that fixed up. Saturday morning, I was going down there to put the trolling motor on the boat. I loaded all my gear in the truck, and when I got down to my property and was unloading the truck, I realized that the trolling motor bracket that attaches to the boat and holds the actual trolling motor to the boat was sitting on my deep freeze at my house. So I was pretty ticked off about that actually because I went down there with the intentions of doing some work, getting that put back together and doing some fishing and I was mad enough at myself to where I just loaded everything back up and went back home So all I can do about that is look back now and laugh. But today I have a little turkey hunting news to start the show for you guys. And then we're going to listen to the recording of Eddie Salter's seminar from the NWTF convention in Nashville this year. You know, Eddie is a great entertainer and a great guy to boot. And you'll get to hear most of his seminar, even though you may have missed it in Nashville, or maybe you didn't even go to Nashville. So that'll be coming up in a few minutes, but right now, like I told you, I was joking around about temporarily closing the turkey season in Alabama, but you know that's a very real reality in East Texas right now, as the Texas Parks and Wildlife Division has closed turkey hunting in Upshur and San Augustine counties, and they've cut the season length In several other counties. Those counties include Bowie, Cass, Jasper, Lamar, Nacogdoches, and Polk. So they're actually cutting the season length back by a week. Texas has been having, well, let me step back for a second, East Texas has been having a problem with their eastern wild turkeys there. And they've had some drastic die-offs in their population and very, very low recruitment. And the Texas Parks and Wildlife Division is just reacting to that and limiting the opportunities to harvest turkeys in hopes that A reduced harvest rate along with some restocking efforts will actually get the population turned back around there. And I know we all hope that that will happen as well. Speaking of cutting back on opportunities, the South Dakota Game, Fish, and Parks Commission has cut the number of fall turkey tags that they'll be offering this year. So for fall of 2018, they'll be offering 355 fewer prairie unit licenses and 200 fewer Black Hills turkey licenses. In addition to cutting back on the licenses, the commission has also finalized the dates for their fall season. I'm gonna give you the important part of this first. So if you want to turkey hunt in South Dakota this fall, you need to apply for your license or tags starting August the 16th, and you have to apply by September the 14th. The season date is going to run from November the 1st through January the 31st of 2019. So that's three solid months of turkey hunting in South Dakota this fall. And in more depressing news, Pennsylvania's Game Commission has drafted their third wild turkey management plan. And this plan is designed to effectively manage the state's turkey population through the year 2027. And that management plan is open for public comment right now. Comments on the plan will be accepted from the public through August the 31st of this year. And for you guys in Pennsylvania, if you want to see the draft of the plan, you can go on the Game Commission's website, go to the News tab or on the Wild Turkey page, and you should be able to pull up the plan there. And I believe there's a place for you to comment there as well. Now, that's not actually the bad news about Pennsylvania. The bad news about Pennsylvania is that quite a few people and several game wardens are reporting seeing fewer and fewer turkeys this year than they've ever seen before. So in Pennsylvania, every summer, the game wardens in the state actually perform a turkey survey. And that survey begins in June and runs all the way through August. And in this particular article that I've Red, one of the game wardens there, said that he's seeing a good number fewer turkeys than he did several years ago. And he's not talking about just, hey, the numbers are down this year. He's saying that the numbers are down over a 10-year period. So, again, this is very similar to what we're seeing across a great deal of the eastern U.S., And I think that statement that I just made is proven by the news that I gave you guys last week, which was pretty bleak news. And this population decline obviously is very concerning, but several states have their best and brightest biologists working on trying to figure out a reason why. And I hope for all of our sakes that that discovery comes sooner rather than later. Just like I know you do too. Okay, so let's move away from the doom and gloom topics and get on with the Eddie Salter recording. So, I'm gonna give you a little tease about the seminar. The seminar is pretty basic. If you are a new ish turkey hunter, you'll get to learn from one of the best turkey hunters out there by listening to this seminar. If you have several years under your belt in the turkey woods, then You may feel like you know everything that he's going to say, but you very likely may be wrong. There are a couple of really good tips in this seminar that I think that even us experienced hunters can either pick up on or be reminded of. And the one thing that we new and old turkey hunters will have in common while listening to Eddie is that we will laugh. Here's Eddie Salter from the 2018 NWTF convention in Nashville, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Over here,
1: and what I do is when I sold a mouth call, I'd stick that five dollars in that box, and then if I got an opportunity to somebody to me invite me to go to Missouri or somewhere else to go turkey hunting out of state. Because a barber can't get vacation, you know, I had to reach in my cigar box to be able to pay for it. And, you know, that helped me so much right there. But but anyhow, you know, we're gonna move on. And certainly I want y'all, sometimes you may not understand this old Alabama boy. I kinda, I, I've been told, man, you got all kind of language right there. And I said, yeah, I got, I got Alabama language right there. And, uh, you know, we got words that, you, you know, ain't in the dictionary we say sometimes. But please stop me if, if it's something that you don't understand, and let me see if I can't uh, re-talk about it. I remember, we got any folks in here from Wisconsin? Anybody in here from Wisconsin? Okay. Uh, But anyhow, I was up in Wisconsin, and this had to be 30 years ago, guys. I mean, this was way back there. And they had a big hunting show up there. And uh, I was the first guy that had ever been up there talking about doing a, a turkey seminar. He had invited me to, and it must have been, I don't know, 500 to 1,000 people. It seemed like it was in a big hall, and it looked like they were on the walls, and they were standing up everywhere, because they didn't know nothing about turkey hunting, and they had just got started turkey hunting. And, uh, you know, I was showing how to use an owl call. I was, you know, and uh, I brought a little boy up there, and I, and I told him, you know to blow into that call and say who cooks for you and then who cooks for you all well i told the little boy so who cooks for you and he stopped and he looked up he said my mama cooks for me <laughs> and so i realized sometimes you got to say things a little bit different and then i also said sometimes for some reason or another a turkey will be gobbling I and you gun told him you loved him that you'd kiss him in the ear if he'd come over there. And he would be, you could hear him strutting, but it's a little stream of water running down through the woods right there. Not a creek, not a river, a little stream of water. And for some reason, that old gobbler come up to that stream of water and will not step across it. He'll sit over there and strut up and down it. I've actually had him, if this is a roadway right here, and if you're on this side, in, in this side of the woods... And, you, you know, you backed up a little bit and you tried to call him across that road. i seen him stop right there and would not cross that road. Why? I, I don't think nobody can really tell you. I'm still trying to find out answers about turkeys. I ain't never figured them all out, but I, I don't know. You know, it may be that the last time he was on that side of the road over here, Mr. Big Boy might have knocked all the feathers out of his back, you know. But anyhow, I said... Them little streams of water sometimes ain't that wide. And we call them little branches. You know, little streams of water. I know if you're from the south, you understand when I say a branch. That turkey won't cross a branch. Well, I said that turkey won't cross that branch. And he'll just sit over and... I should have said stream of water, but I said branch. And uh, the guy held his hands up. said, what what are you talking about? you talking about a limb that fell out of a tree and hit the ground that turkey won't... (laughs) I said, no, sir. I'm talking about a stream of water. So that's why I'm saying sometimes y'all might not understand this, old Alabama boy. So please hold your hands up. And uh, but you know when you're out there in the turkey woods, a lot of times you want to get you want you want to get into a locator call, and, and you really want you know Rocky. I went hunting with Rocky over here. He's a he's an oh he's an original Alabama boy, but he moved to Tennessee, and I. I that's why I wore this orange shirt for him today, because I knew he was going to be in here. <laughs> but now Rocky, come, you know, I went with him, and man, we walked in the woods, and it was, it was dark when we was walking in there, walking down the road right there, and Rocky said, well, we, we, we probably ought to just stay right here. So we set up, and, they, and I sat down against a tree, you know, okay, it was dark, trying to wait to see what happens. And uh, all at once, it began to get lighter, and one says, But he was right there on top of my head. I could have shot him and killed him off the roof right there. And then we got a camera and we said, oh, Lord, what are we going to do here? And, uh, you know, I was hoping if I'd be real quiet that he might fly down that road right there and come back in there. But uh, we had some to check us out. And I believe it was more goblin jakes that come in there. Uh, it was a bunch of them that come in there. With, you know, I could have killed one of them. But that... But that long beard he pitched out and he went on about his business he gobbled and got up with some hens and uh, you know i don't care you can be the best caller in the world sometimes you can't beat mama hen when she's out there but as a rule of thumb i had to really express this to rocky i like to be about 150 yards from them i don't like to be five yards from them in the tree. <laughs> now, he didn't know. He just knew we were in the area that they'd been being in pretty good right there. But I like to give them a hard time. But but anyhow, I know where I want to go hunting this year because all them jakes is going to be, they're going to be long-beards this year. And and that's the good thing about a, you know, a two-year-old turkey goblin. Man, I tell you, you know, guys that start coming in and saying they take his, you know, binoculars and looking at spurs and all that. I don't even want to talk to them guys. I want to kill a turkey. When he's gobbling, and if he's got a long beard, I want to let him ride my truck for what I want to do. And uh, You know, I ain't want to get all into them big long beards and, and be a big trophy hunter. I just like to kill them. I like to eat them too. Ain't nothing wrong with fried turkey breast. But anyhow, let's get into doing a little bit of calling right here and once again, I want to thank y'all so much for coming out and being a part of it. How many of y'all, this is the first show y'all been to here in Nashville? Man, i tell you, it's something to see right here. And uh, I, A guy asked me early this morning, he says, you know, how many years you've been doing this? And I reckon I was at the first one that they had, and I don't think I'm... Missed, but one in all these years that uh, they've been having. This, I think they started in 1973, before some of y'all were born. And uh, but uh, it's been exciting because I always go look, try to look at the new products that's out there. And man, it's always something. Somebody's got a gimmick out there, not a gimmick, but a turkey call. And you know, and most of the time, they, you can tell a turkey was. Well. And I think a lot of times when you, when you when you talk about. Killing a turkey with a call, I think it's more self-confidence. You like that call, and you feel like you can run that call to to your best ability. And if you feel good about a turkey call, you're going to be successful with it. You know, you don't have to be no world champion caller, but I I do believe the the better you can call, the more success. I do believe that. And knowing when to call. You know, my best my best deal is when you uh, when you call into a turkey uh, let me get my all my toys on out here a little bit more. when you call into a turkey you know if you got a friction call and you got an old turkey goblin you know a lot of times let's talk about that when I set up on that old turkey, how many times do you call and how many times, you know, you know, you call to him while he's on the roost or whatever? A lot of times, let me ask y'all this question here. When you when you call to a turkey like this right here, and he answers you before you even get that call before you threw running. He's right. He said, put it up. But you know, really, you know what that old turkey's telling you when you run that call. He likes you. Don't that make you feel good as a turkey hunter? The first time you call to a turkey and he... He jumps all over the top of it. It makes me feel good. And now what I want to point out right here, a lot of times... I'll let him gobble. When he gobbles, before he gets that last few little notes out, the first thing that he hears is me cutting him off. I want it, I'm going to let him gobble. I want him to hear that. And that old gobbler's over on that limb, mean, he hears that old hen cut him off. Oh, I think she loves me. She's answering me. <laughs> it made you feel good, so why wouldn't you make him feel good when you cut him off like that? And a lot of times you can cut him off, and you start getting in that head. Then you know that's when he says, "Ooh, you know I think that old girl she sounds pretty good over there. Better check her out." But once again, if I'm sitting up there, and old Turkey, you know, flies down and he starts coming to me, and he he's cutting me off too. <laughs> Ow! And I know for a fact that he's coming. He's already going to come 25, 30 yards. It's due just like this gentleman said right here. You just take that call and just throw it about 10 yards away where you can't call no more. (laughs) And you'll kill a lot of turkeys during that deal. And the statement I'm saying is, most of the time, we call too much. We really do. And uh, But it's nothing like calling and hearing that old turkey when that when that old turkey gobbles and then you call back to it and and he rings you, he's nothing like it. When you get that, your heart starts pumping and and you know, but what happens a lot of times is when you go in there and uh, uh and you start working at old turkey a little bit, uh, Start calling to him, but he gets he gets hung up with hands. Every one of us will have that problem. One of my best things that, that I like to do is I like to run multiple calls. I like to make that old gobbler think that he's got two hands up there instead of one hand. So. this one down you don't want to be doing that it's too much in the wood, but this to got it. and this is a new little pretty that i've run across last year and uh Man, a lot of times when I would run it with a mouth call, it just this has got so much volume and it would just oh hands is screaming out there, where you at? I'm looking for you. That call? It's made out of aluminum. The lid is made out of aluminum and it's got volume and it's got a just old good nasal sound that the turkeys love. They love that little. Old... You know, some, some different times when I'm doing seminars, guys said, Yeah, you know, it sounds like you're just trying to sell a bunch of different calls up there. But no sir, I like to use multiple calls and I like to find the one that the turkey really likes. You'll know right off the bat, when you hit a note, and he jumps on it right there. When they jump on it and they cut you off, you know what that old turkey's telling you when he cuts you off like, you know what he's telling you? He likes it, but he really wants to ride in your truck. And that's what you want him to do too later. <laughs> but, but you know, I thrive on I thrive over the years, which I won the world. I won the world with a, you know, with a, with a diaphragm, and you know, in my mind, it's not a turkey that I can't make gobble with a diaphragm. But I was going into areas last year and could not make turkeys gobble. They just wouldn't gobble that particular morning, and then I'd crank out that old box call. I don't know if it was the volume or what, what it is, but anyhow, that would—I had something I could go to. A lot of times, I could get turkeys to gobble with that, and they wouldn't answer my mouth call. Now that didn't—I mean, it did not say that I was going to kill a turkey every time a turkey answered that. Just because he gobbles, don't mean you're going to kill him. But if you don't hear him gobble, you ain't gonna kill him because you're gonna be somewhere else. So it will help you out a lot. It will help you out if you got a call that you can go to. Of course, I'm gonna back up. I think you need to use a crow call or an owl call to try to locate a turkey to start with. But sometimes, you know, it just don't They don't gobble at crows and they just don't gobble at owl calls. So, so, you know, a good box call. I also make a, this is a little old, uh, a little cherry top and a popper bottom that <laughs> works real good. It's real, you know, if you don't take anybody, can take this right here. And this young man right here, hop up here and talk to me a little bit, man. Come on up here. What is your name? Caleb. 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 Okay, Caleb, where are you from? In Tennessee, here or where? Kentucky. All right, let's give him my hand. I don't want to mess with him too much like that. Have you ever used a box call like this? Say no. Okay. <laughs> now, anyhow, this box call is designed. You can take it and drag it back and forth. Don't pick it up. See if you can run it, okay? I didn't say you were supposed to sound better than me with it now. And hit a run on both sides. You can run it on both sides. But one thing about a box call, most everybody's got a box call, and a lot of them like to run it like that right there, but this is a sound chamber here, and it shoots a lot of volume up in the trees, where if you think a turkey's may be over that way, if you'll turn that sound where it directs it more and more, in a certain area it will carry a lot further so if i think a turkey's over here i turn it and you know of course sometimes if i think one's over here a lot of times you can run a box call all kind of different ways but i like to direct that opening sound chamber to a certain area all right, Caleb, I'm at Booth, right here is where I'm going to be at, right there at Booth 1719, and I'm going to give you this call right here. If you'll come down there, I'll sign it for you before the show gets over, okay? And thank you for coming to helping me, and I'll give you a rubber, band, a rubber band. That's what we really need. We need a lot more. We need to take kids out there. In most states have a youth season alabama i think it's the 10th and 11th this year and our regular season comes in the 15th but you know what i would really like to recommend if uh, if you don't have a young man or a young lady to carry hunting go borrow one from somewhere get them in the woods because we need we need our younger generations because if you'll look at it you'll look at the license that's been bought throughout the whole country from five years ago it's gone it's gone way down. You would you know we losing we're losing hunters out there guys and you know we don't really know we take we take everything for granted. You know, we may wake up one morning and they already tried to stop hunting in California several years ago. You know, we like to wake up one morning and it could get took away from us. So, you know, I hope I hope I don't ever see it in my lifetime, but it could be possible with all these crazy people killing folks with guns now. So, but we do need to get. Do we really not, need to get these youngsters involved? And in, you know, I, one thing great about our sport, I've been seeing a lot of ladies get involved in it. And I want to, you know, I want to give these ladies a hand. And I think we need to get more of them involved in it, also. And these young girls, get them into, uh, you know, a sport that they can enjoy as much as men can. And uh, so these ladies are really picking it up, and and, and I'm glad. To, I'm glad to see that. And uh, but uh, now let's talk a little bit about a, a, a little bit about a mouth call and, uh, you know, how much I feel like so many times a lot of men and, and, and a lot of the, the ones that picks up a mouth call, they really can't get good sound out of it or, or it gags them or something. You know, I've, I've done seminars like this. And then go back down the road there, you know, going home or whatever, and get behind an old truck that, that, uh, that a guy was at my seminar. And all at once, I'd see something red fly out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make this thing sound nothing. I'm going to throw it away. And uh, please don't do that. And then, you know, some of them worry about, you know, it does cause you to gag a little bit till you get used to it. But if you worry about swallowing it, you can always tie a string on it and you can pull it back out.
2: <laughs>
1: just joking, just joking. Uh, but that mouth call, I'm going to call this young lady up here if you don't mind. Would you come help me? Yeah. Come on up here. I'm, on, I'm on, Have you ever used mouth call? Well, come on, that's one ones I, I like. Uh, you going to come up here? Come on now. How about that lady in the red, I mean in the purple right there, you can come up here and help. Y'all don't be scared. I mean, I just want to show you how, how easy it is a lot of times to get sound out of these calls right here. I'm going to let you open that package up. And don't, don't let me embarrass you. What's your name? Hi. Autumn. Well, thank you for coming up. Reach in there and grab that. Okay, that's great. That's great. This call will have a little bump. On, and it'll be one side or the other. I'm to get my glasses on. I can, can you feel it and see we've got a bump on one side? Right here. Okay, let me look at it. Yep, you're right. There's that little bump right there. That's the bottom part. That's where we put it together right there. All right. This goes up in the roof of your mouth. This is, act like this is your tongue. And you take your tongue and ease up and hit that reed about middle wave. And then picture in your mind, you got a water bubble gum. You've been chewing it. Now you got it soft, and you want to try to blow a bubble out of that reed. I right tell you, if you got your tongue too tight, you won't get a sound out of it. So air's got to go over the top of your tongue. See if you can get any sound out of it right now. So you you kind of blow on that reed right there. That's okay. Come on. This your, is your tongue. Push it against that light there. If you ever get a sound, come on, you can do it. Come on. you got to blow air. Blow air. You like one of them guys. Blow air just kind of like you're trying to blow it out. Yeah, it's supposed to go just like that right there. And you know, you just move your tongue back and, and kind of put the tip in of your tongue middle way. Go sit down and, it, but hey, <laughs> keep working with it. I want you. I want to get a sound. When you get a sound, she'll get a sound out of that call pretty quick here. And uh, But that's okay. You know, these men, I promise you, a lot of these men around here had the same problem when they went out there. I promise you. And uh, who in here has had problems running with mouth calls? Anybody else had problems? Can you get, you can't get much sound out of them? I don't break song. Caught me out of church and I'd say when the church is coming in and close take that out of your mouth and throw it away <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, I can blow them yeah well the thing is I was going to show you right here you know I like to take and I like to take my tongue like I was saying and, and bring it tip it into my tongue up and hit that latex right there about middle ways <laughs> just going to dry it out I got my tongue middle ways, and a lot of guys run it with their tongue all the way flat, all the way out. All right, that's how 80% of guys run a mouth call. All right, now I'm going to change up and show you the difference in the sound if you can take the tip end of that call and put it up. First of all... sounding? Pick it up. You hear any difference there? Yeah. Now it'll, it'll tickle you. It'll tickle your tongue. Uh, it'll tickle your tongue so much. This lady right here seems interested. You ever have you ever used one? No. All right. Well, come on up here. You you got a sound out? You keep working. You got a sound out of it? No. Come on now. I'm going to let you, all right, just got that little latch on it. and that latch is right there. Turn, it, I think that latch is right there. All right, that goes in, it goes in the roof of your mouth right here. Nope, like this right here, with the open part out, just like that right there, yep. And then stick your tongue up against it. You just got to keep blowing there, come on. All right, yeah, there you go. All right, say the word, Chuck. Yeah. (laughs) Are you doing pretty good? You just keep doing, keep learning to blow. What happens is your tongue gets like a baffle, and it just floats that air, and you control all the air with your tongue. Blow more air. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: you're doing good. All I want you to do is go. One, just one time with one burst of air. That's close. That's saying, hey, here I am right here. That's, that's the club right there. And you can keep working with it. And uh, you, you're way ahead of the ball game because a lot of times you've got that gun up. And if you've been using one of them slates for box call, I know turkey's out there. And he's looking at you. And you go to pick that box call up, he's gone So if you can just do, there you go, there you go. Well, you, you, hey, what's your name? Bonda? All right, well, thank you. There's your package, and thank you. You know, guys, you know, y'all might say, well, this guy likes to get women up there, but, you know, I've had so many men and spit in my face, it's a lot better when ladies <laughs> <laughs> So now you know my secret right there. Uh, but anyhow, let's, you know, let's get on with it. Let's talk about, and I didn't even bring my watch up here. What time is I don't know. I ain't supposed to be here, but about an hour, I don't think. By two, two, so I got about ten more minutes, and then I'm gonna have to get out of here because I'm pretty sure another speaker will come in here. But uh, I tell you, uh has anybody got a birthday? Huh? Mm-hmm.
2: He's
1: he's got one. Well, American Strutter right here. They give me some shirts and hats. So they right there. They got they got this shirt that I got on right here. And uh, who killed the first turkey last year? Anybody kill a first turkey? All right. There you go. Right there. I'll get rid of them. And uh, I got one more shirt. Who uh, who uh, who said? They killed the first turkey last year. I think I got one more shirt. No, I don't, but you can come down there and I'll give you a, give you a hat or shirt down and come down to the booth right there. But anyhow, let's talk about some problems you have with turkeys. Most of them is uh, when they hand up. Ain't that correct? When they got hens and, and you've called to them and I they won't leave them hens. What do you do? Well, has anybody ever, I mean, this guy here was one of the reasons I, I got into turkey hunting. He was kind of the guy that I really looked up to. Has anybody here ever heard of Ben Roger Lee? Uh, he was an old turkey hunter, and he was the guy that promoted turkey hunting throughout the United States. He was he a big old fat boy, and uh, he, was, he could call, and he was just a heck of a guy far as, when it comes to turkey hunting and, and telling stories, right there, and uh, boy, I tell you what, I really, I really looked up to Ben, and uh, but you know, he's he's a guy that really got me in into turkey hunting, and uh, you know, that's one of the reasons that I want to try to, to say, but uh, the, the different different tales. But now, Ben told this tale right here. He said, "Boy," he said, he said, a guy told me, he said he had. Old gobbler with thirteen hens, and he said, "Man, he he wasn't he wasn't leaving them hens." And he said, "Well, I tell you what, thirteen hens. Well, you start killing them one by one by one. When it ain't no hens left, you'll kill that turkey then." So I always liked it. He was joking on that deal, and you know I've seen him. But now Ben, he never knew where a property line was at. He that was his, you know, that was his curse back then. But back then you could get away. from Way with it a lot more than you can right now, but I was at a little town close to, it's close to Montgomery up there, and Ben had a big seminar. I bet it was 500 people in there that night. And he told, there was some boy in there, he said, them white tennis shoes right there. He said, if you've got tennis shoes on, he said, take a can, you know, back then it was no camouflage, tennis shoes or nothing. They wasn't developed back then. He said, paint them green. Get your can of green paint and paint them tennis shoes. And then when you see a big postage sign, it says, boy, that's telling you there's a lot of turkeys in there. That's where you want to hunt. <laughs> somebody gets after you, you got running with them tennis shoes on. So. And the reason I'm telling you that, we had the director of the Game and Fish at that time was Charles Kelly from Alabama. And he was in the audience. And man, his face turned red like a tomato. And he got up and he hit that door. He went right out of it. He was... He was upset with Ben by telling folks to go poach. And uh, <laughs> but, but a lot of times when them turkeys has got hens, and know I know I'm running y'all around the world, but I like to go in there in the afternoon, right there about the fly up time. You get him you get an old owl. Ooh, 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 owl ooh, ooh. wants to gobble at that owl, so he'll tell you where he's at. And then you kind of just ease on into the woods and make him gobble and keep going in there and flush him off the roof. Him and his hens and everything, because they've been flying down, they've been doing the same thing, but now you got him out of like, you know, like Alabama, Tennessee, all of Georgia like to play in home field. He's been had his home field advantage. He's been flying down, the hens has been coming to him, but now you got him out of his regular routine. And a lot of times you can get out there if you scatter him off the afternoon before, you want to do it right at dark. And uh, when he gobbles the next morning, you really want to be one of the first ones to get down there. And uh, so a lot of times, I mean, you want to be quick. You know what I mean? The first one, you want to beat them hens to it. And a lot of times you'll get in there and you'll kill that turkey within 15 minutes. Because he, him hens have got separated the night before. And, uh, you know, the hens are, I mean, the gobbler, he don't want to be separated from his hens, right? So... You know, that's a good, you know, uh, a good technique to scatter them out. And, you know, now let's talk about decoys. And, you know, uh, man, I think, you know, I think decoys has taken a lot of calling out of a, a, a turkey hunting. A lot of times, especially around fields, you get some of these good looking decoys that they got nowadays. Man, you can put them up and don't even have to make a turkey call. And they'll come blowing in there. But the best one to get is a jake. If you can come up with a jake. Uh, with a real good colored head on it, a lot of times, man, they can't stand it. They want to come in there and beat him up, especially if you bow hunt turkeys. And, you know, I'm not big on bow hunting turkeys. I've killed a few with a uh, with a bow, but I think a turkey is designed to call in and shoot him right dead in the face right there. With some fives or sixes or sevens or eights. Or, uh, man, this... Uh, I forgot what they 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 said, but I shot some of these apex shells last year, and man, I'm telling you, they're about ten dollars a piece. But I tell you one thing, that is a turkey killing machine right there. It'll, so y'all need to go. I don't know what booth they in. They said you know they. Uh, I don't know. Indian Creek. Yeah, Indian Creek booth. That's right. Y'all need to go check them out over there and just look at some of the patterns because. There you go again. I, the reason I'm talking about that is if you call him up and, and, and can't kill him, you ain't accomplished nothing. So that that is a great shield. And I really tell tell that one of y'all to get your guns out there and, and know what your gun is doing. You know, I've been got to where I use a scope on my gun. Now my eyes is not as good. And it helps me out a lot. I, I can identify what's going on. With, you know, I don't have to, have to worry about them glasses fogging up. I just take that scope and get it out there, and uh, boy, it really helps. It helps me out a lot. And uh, but you know, if you are talking decoys, if you were gonna use a couple different decoys, I would get a hen and, and one gobbler. If I was gonna use two, if I was just gonna use one, I would use uh, just that Jake decoy.
0: All right. I hope that you guys enjoyed the interview with Eddie he does a very, very good job of engaging the audience in his seminars and keeping them interested throughout the presentation as well. Now, I didn't record the entire interview with Eddie because I had to duck out of Eddie's seminar and get to another seminar, which you'll hear at some point in the future. I can't exactly tell you when, but probably sooner rather than later. Okay, before I cut you guys loose for the week, if you would do me a favor, I'd be very appreciative. If you would very quickly go to the I Am Turkey Hunting page on Facebook and like and share the post for this week's episode, I would be very appreciative. Oh, and if you're on Twitter, if you will do the same, if you would like and retweet the post for this week's episode on Twitter, that would be a big help as well. And on that note, I want to say thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review.